This episode of The Bag Drop, Untold Stories in Golf, is brought to you by New Club Golf Society, a humble community of golfers connected by our love for the game. Follow us on social media with the handle New Club Golf. Welcome back. I'm Matt Considine. In our last season of The Bag Drop, we uncovered the untold stories from the PGA pros, superintendents, architects, and operators who make it possible for us to play the game we all love. To kick off our new season, we turn the mic to our members and ambassadors to show you how the community itself might be the best part of golf. This was one thing I noticed from, uh, you know, we got kind of this society growing all over the world now. We, we have ways of still connecting and uh you're an animal lover right because i mean obviously you are you got seven ducks and lewa sitting there with you but uh you've taken i and we'll get to you and where you live but um your instagram's loaded with great photos uh yeah those are yeah all kinds of animals i'm sure you were on safari a little bit but you know is that is that a hobby of yours yeah like uh wildlife photography is a big hobby of mine um all those pictures on my instagram i figured you might have checked them out during the uh during the vetting process of new club. But, um, yeah, those are all pictures I've taken, uh, on safari, most of them in Kenya, um, if not the surrounding area. So we are, we love it here. Um, so much wildlife, so many national parks everywhere. Um, do a lot of camping safaris. Um, even in Nairobi itself, there's a national park, uh, where you can go see the lions and rhinos and, and just about everything. It's crazy. Uh, in our backyard, we often have monkeys pretty much every day, uh, gray vervet monkeys that come around and terrorize the dog. So, uh, yeah, it's very fortunate, very fortunate location to live in if you like wildlife. You know, you mentioned the the application process in New Club. You had one of those applications that uh, the membership committee forwarded directly to me because it jumped off the page. And uh, not just that you are, well, I guess you have to remove our northern ambassador brothers in canada for you to be our yeah. first international but i think we're going to count you i mean you're a lot more international than than they are yeah. um and, and you're you're in kenya as as you mentioned so that was one attention grabber but just uh your passion for the game of golf really really came across in addition to being our you know first uh on the first ambassador on the continent of africa um so so tell us about kenyan golf and in the, the golf scene there yeah, um, it's it's a little different than the U.S. for sure. Uh, there's about it's about ten clubs in the Greater Nairobi area. Um, all the golf clubs are private. Uh, they do allow they do allow open play, but usually it's um, guests only. But they do they do have some open walk in rates. But um, the golf courses are all they're very much there's a lot of there's a there's an old old vibe to them. They were all built, um, likely in the, you know, 1910s through the 1930s, uh, by British colonialists that came here largely to avoid world war one, uh, and world war two. Uh, so some of what I would call like the, uh, the anti-Vietnam war of the U S crew of, 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 of Brits came over here, uh, about that time and, and started, you know, there's, there's tons of books about it, but um, having fun here, buying lots of property. And so they built golf courses. A lot of them did. Um, and they, a lot of them still stand. So the one I play, I think it was built in 1923. Um, 
they're they're old style they're small greens tight fairways um you know but it's great the the weather here is you know i'm i'm at a mile high basically so the weather the weather's perfect uh literally all year round it's just a matter if it's rainy season or not rainy season um every every course is walking um there are you know they i think i think our course has one cart that you could if you have like a medical issue you could take but in general you're walking and you're and you're using caddies um unfortunately uh kenyan labor is pretty cheap so i mean we're talking to to get to get a caddy for a round you're talking about the equivalent of ten dollars plus tip um which is kind of crazy and some of them are good golfers some of them uh you know they do have caddy days here on mondays and they play and uh, so some of them are are great caddies um but yeah the golf the golf here is is a little bit more accessible i think in the u.s uh prices are prices for memberships aren't quite as bad i think you see more people play um and what i have noticed is junior golf here is extremely uh promoted extremely well very cheap um i'm friends with uh one of my friends his son plays and he's about 11 and he can play pretty much any any course in kenya for the equivalent it's 200 shillings which is equivalent of like two dollars um so Anywhere he goes, he walks on, he pays 200 shillings. It's great, um, which I wish the U.S. would, would emulate in a bit, in, in a way, because I think as a junior golfer, when I was young, um, you know, you don't, you're not working, uh, you know, when you're a kid. So, you know, even, even a $40, $50 round seems like a lot of money. Um, so you know, particularly if, uh, you know, if you're not a member somewhere. So it's, it's really nice that they do that here. Um, they do a lot of competition golf here. Uh, basically, every weekend there's some kind of stable for tournament, uh, both days generally, um, which is nice uh, because the handicap system is different here. Um, as you know, they, they follow the UK handicap system. There's generally competitions, uh, at least Saturday and Sunday. They have club nights on Wednesdays and tournaments on Fridays. So I'll leave it there for now. But that, that's basically uh, what it's like here. And um the courses are beautiful. Out of that, I posted a few pictures that I think you read. I'm sure everyone's shocked that they think I'm playing golf here in the desert or something like that, or um, or lions walking onto the fairway uh, or something. But <laughs> it's not, nothing like that. We have monkeys uh, every once in a while. Uh, there's a couple courses that have zebras sometimes on the fairways, but in general, it it looks a lot like it does in the U.S. That that was definitely. Um... I think the reaction from most folks on our, you know, messaging app that we use for for other members that you sh- you share your pictures when you're going out to play, and um, you know you can tell they're very classically designed golf courses. Yeah, you know, and, and now it makes sense that they're all built, like you said, in those twenty in the twenty and thirties. Um, yeah. I mean, a bunch of golf courses in the twenty and thirties, uh, built in the twenty and thirties with perfect weather and accessible private golf uh walking this sounds like we should just open a full chapter in kenya because okay. this is exactly the type of golf that we like yeah it is it does it does uh mirror the new club values uh in a way for me um it's very people are very friendly uh you have the myriad of handicaps um you kind of just particularly in the turn in the uh in the competitions you kind of just get paired randomly with people generally um, so, you know, I'll be playing with someone who's 
who's you know much worse or much better than me and and uh they also have uh what's called league so i play on i represent my club on league which is about once a month we have matches against ever other clubs um and it's a two-man match play yeah you mentioned that it's more accessible but the majority of everything is private uh so how does that how does that work? So how how do you as a non-member have access to to these places? So I I am a member uh at the club. So I'm a member at a club called Vet Lab which is actually on the grounds of Nairobi University's veterinary um school uh which is beautiful. It's coffee farms and everything like that and and cows in the background but um in general, most people belong to clubs. You're not talking about uh, stiff initiation fees like you see in the U.S. Um, or or exorbitant monthly dues. Uh, but but just about everyone in Nairobi, if they play golf, they're they're a member at a club. Um, one of one of the several here. Uh, there's not the only really daily fee type courses are um, resort courses, and there's one on the coast on the Kenyan coast. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, called Vipingo Ridge, which hosted uh, last fall a European LPGA event, um, and then they have a court in, and they also host a, uh, a European PGA Tour event here in Nairobi at Karen Country Club, which uh, was supposed to be a few weeks ago, but was canceled uh, given given the the COVID situation. But um, so yeah, just about everyone's a member somewhere. Um, I don't I don't know the reasoning behind that, but. Uh, there's just maybe the daily fee just doesn't bring in enough enough play or or, or whatnot here, but um, that's how well, they're set up. Yeah, and and things like you're talking the you know I was going to ask you as an expatriate, is it difficult to find a game? It doesn't sound like it's difficult at all. I mean, you have these competitions and the Stableford events and club matches. I mean that that probably gets you out of the house quite a bit. Yeah, no, definitely. There's always a game. Um, there's always. Uh, I've, you know, people are really, really welcoming here. Obviously, there's no um, Kenyans. Obviously, they speak Swahili, but also English is, you know, extremely, extremely uh, spoken widely here. So there's not a lot of entry. There's not a lot of barriers to entry for me to be welcome uh, at a club. And and uh, so I found a nice little crew of guys that I play with just about every weekend um, when I'm around. Uh, in the city and uh yeah it's been great um i wish i would i i got here in july 2018 and i i didn't join uh the club i'm at until late last year i wish i would have done that sooner because uh it's been it's been a lot of fun and and uh it's got me back into golf i've you know over the last that prior year hadn't played much at all and and moving around a lot you know can can kind of hurt hurt your passion for the game or hurt your connection to the game um depending on where you're living so it was nice to get back into it and get back into a, a kind of a, a group of guys that, that i can play with every weekend yeah i mean it, it makes a drastic difference doesn't it when you have that yeah. kind of supporting connection with folks when you do go out um yeah. yeah and that's one of the reasons new club is so appealing uh as well so even from so far away <laughs> Yeah, a few few miles, but uh, yeah. <laughs> no people people love um, your your updates because I think you know we we get siloed a little bit in our own golfing worlds and and all around all around the globe people just love playing the game and so it's so cool to see yeah. uh, when you share stuff with us 
you know, of of the, I'm, I'm curious what the population of Kenya. This is my, you know, real detailed research I did this morning before our chat. Uh, it's like 55, 55 million or so. Um, what percentage do you think play play golf? Because mm, I, I couldn't find anything really on the golf. Like, yeah. I because I, I, I'm seeing all these courses, I'm like, man, I, you know, I wonder if if the golf if it's a golf crazy country. But do you, do you have a feel for that? And and also like, uh, is it is it uh, a diverse game over there? I think the accessible uh, part of it, but do, do more nationalities, more races, do more people play there than here, or would you say it's about about the same? No, I, I see what I have seen. Uh, I can't speak to the number. I mean, most of the clubs are pretty crowded, uh, at least membership wise. I know, I know a couple of them. You know, they don't turn away members, and they're not. They're not ultra exclusive to where you know they're you know it's by invitation only. I mean, uh, one you know there are nicer clubs than others, but um, in Nairobi, I, a decent amount of people play golf, and and in terms of diversity, a lot of women play golf here. Um, uh, really, at at the at the club I'm at on the weekend tournaments, uh, there's there's always women playing. I mean, they all have their handicap. They're all they're all right there in the mix. Uh, when it comes down to, to 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 getting a trophy or whatever for stable for Stableford, they they have um when you when you get a birdie on a par three here, they call it a two club. Uh, I don't know if it's the same in the UK, but they award stuff for that. I always see I always see ladies uh, names um, plastered all over that that award every time we have tournaments. So it's great. Um, there's a that's cool. You know, there's a lot of Kenyans playing. There's some expats. There's a lot of Indians that live in Kenya. Uh, they're they're Kenyans, but you know, of Indian nationality, they play a lot of golf here as well. Um, Asians as well, Chinese, South Korean. Um, so it's pretty diverse. I mean, I I was I was I was definitely shocked. I mean, I lived in I also lived in Uganda, uh, Kampala, Uganda for for two years, and it was pretty similar. But the game is much bigger here. Uh, and it's you know it obviously goes back to that that British influence um, from the colonial times, but it, it's it's popular here. Kenyan, there's some really good golfers here that have I, mean, I can't speak to any of their names, but have gone down to play on the Sunshine Tour in South Africa. And I mean, Kenyans are athletes, obviously, as you've seen uh, Yuli Kipchoge and 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 some of the Olympians that run you know doing uh, long distance running, and and they have a great rugby team, so. They, they're just as good, uh, you know, as any American I've seen in terms of picking up a sport. Yeah, um, you mentioned other countries in, in Uganda being one. I was curious what other countries in Africa you've been to, and and have you gone to any for golf? Ooh, I've been to about twenty countries in Africa, <laughs> so wow. quite a bit. Um, I lived in Uganda, played golf there a decent amount. Um, I have traveled down to South Africa uh, for I took a golf trip down there, maybe 2015 with some buddies from Uganda. So we went to Durban. Um, so we played Durban Country Club, which is a nice course where they they've had the South African Open before. Um, it's the eastern coast of the of the country. Um, I've played golf in Addis Ababa, uh, Ethiopia. Uh, they have a nine hole course. Pretty not not much of a golf scene there compared to here. Um, that's about it, I think. Those those four countries in Africa, but I've also played uh, a decent amount in the Middle East, um, and I'm trying to think of anywhere else. Obviously, uh, I've taken 
buddy's trip to Ireland, but that was from the U.S. But um, those are my those are my international staples basically so far. Nice, nice. Yeah, I I made my first uh, trip to the African continent this past uh, this past fall, and I didn't oh, really? bring I didn't bring my golf clubs. Um, it was me and my wife on our honeymoon. We did South Africa, and and as we were driving through the countryside, we were mostly in the Johannesburg uh, Kruger National Park area, but. Um, driving through the countryside, I saw a, a fair amount of golf courses and I was basically, you know, licking the glass, looking at these places. Like it, <laughs> it's, uh, I, 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 I'd imagine it's much similar to what you're talking about, um, uh, with the British influence and, and what you, what you have with your golf courses in Kenya, but South Africa, I mean, a- after just being there, I, I definitely want to set, uh, a trip on, on the books in the future for, you know, a new club to, to get down there and, and do something. Yeah, South Africa is definitely another level. Uh, I mean, obviously, you're we're all familiar with the professional golfers that have come out of South Africa. Um, there's some there's some amazing golf down there. Uh, the Cape Coast, um, you know, obviously, Gary players build a lot of courses there, and then you get over to Cape Town, uh, which I've not been, but um, there's some beautiful courses there. I've heard as well. Uh, Durban was beautiful. Was courses around on the ocean. I mean, as pristine as you would see in the U.S. And the dollar goes pretty far uh, in South Africa, at least right now. So, the new club trip would be uh, would be would be uh, would be viable for a lot of folks. I think. I mean, besides the flight getting over there. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we've had to, with all this COVID, we just backed up our our first international voyage uh, to 2021 now. So we'll. We'll either double up that year and maybe maybe yeah, South Africa, or just wait wait a year or two. We'll we'll get it in though at some point. Um, yeah, you've traveled. I definitely will uh, want to join you down there if I. Hopefully, I'm still here. Maybe I'm still here. This will be a little shorter trip, but. Uh, oh yeah, you, you've traveled a lot, and uh, you know that was one of the things that stood out in your application was the the um, memorable golf trips you've had. What what are some of the the ones that you revisit or that you go back to often? Well, definitely. Um, I know we've spoken a bit about this, but I, you know, uh, my first real exposure to 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 Lynx golf in a in a really sincere way was I took a trip to Ireland with with a ton, ton of buddies from um, from my golf club that I was a member of back in Reston uh, back in back in 2014, uh, 2013, 2014 time frame, and we played some amazing courses. We played Royal Portrush, we played Royal County Down. Waterville, Ballybunion, Tralee, um, just a great trip. There was 18 of us. Uh, we had matches going every day. It was, and it really, that and seeing those courses and, and, and the drives in between, I mean, we, we had a big bus that we rented and, um, you know, just bonding with, with other, other buddies on the bus and talking about the rounds and what you, what you could have done or, you know, who won what it was, it was a lot of fun. And, um, that's definitely the most memorable trip I've taken, uh, at least at least internationally. I remember vaguely, uh, but I remember a story related to a uh, famous Ulster man who plays some professional golf while you're up there. Yeah, so we uh, we 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 took a red eye um, from from DC, uh, Washington Dulles. Uh, Flew into Dublin and then got up to uh, Portrush overnight on a red eye and playing golf. You know, we we arrive in the morning um, 
Belfast airport and, and drive from there and our coach over to Portrush, you know, we're, we're look, we're staring at one of the best courses uh, that we're going to play and everyone's, you know, tired and, you know, maybe even having a, a pop or two on the plane. And, and uh, so we, we pull up and we're at Portrush and getting the clubs unloaded and, and, you know, you, I don't know if you've been there, but um, Hutting Green's kind of right there by the clubhouse and, Sure, sure enough, uh, Darren Clark's out there putting, and we're like, "Holy crap! Like, <laughs> this is unreal!" Like, he was there for some kind of welcoming for us. Um, you know, he was working on his game, doing some putting, and so you know, we we said hi to him. A few of us uh, didn't want to bother him too much, but it was, you know, you really you really hit Ireland when you when you get off the bus and Darren Clark is standing there. Um, <laughs> yeah. <it was> a, <laughs> no, that's that's how. Unreal. That's what they do for everyone. That's Ireland's welcome, yeah, you know. Exactly. Falta, man. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah. Then we then we proceeded to play Royal Portrush, uh, red eye, and a, maybe a little hungover. Um, but it was a great great day, uh, great course, and obviously they had the the open there last year, so it was fun to watch uh, that. And and having played the course, um, it's always fun to, to to remember one or two shots that you hit. Um, as you see uh, Shane Lowry walking around, tearing it up. That was a fun one to watch. And 20, um, what year were you there? 2013. 2013. So had they made the yeah. changes to the uh, the routing with a few of those holes? I can't remember. I don't recall. I don't think so. I don't think they had done those changes yet that they had for the Open. Um, I definitely remember the fifth, the sixth, uh, and then that, you know, that goes along the water and then they have those little, um, in the, inside the, the mounds or the hills, they have those little shelters. I don't know if you, if you ever saw those, but in between, I think it's the sixth and seventh hole, but where the weather shelters that they have in the mounds, uh, oh, yeah. in case the weather really starts to get bad, uh, little hobbit dwellings. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it was, it was fun. Uh, it was a great course. And then, and then from there we just, you know, started knocking out a, a bunch of great courses, um, uh, the next day we played Port Stewart and, uh, I don't know if you played that, but that was a beautiful course, uh, really old. Um, and that's where, uh, where I had one of my most memorable golf experiences, not in a good way. Uh, and I think we've, I think I shared, maybe shared this with you in, <laughs> in the application process, but, um, uh, I was playing with a couple of buddies, uh, some of my best friends from the club, uh, and, um, somewhere on the front nine of Port Stewart, I don't remember, but. And I hit a drive and, and I had about, it was a dog leg right. I had about a, I had a five iron in and I, and I just pictured in my head hitting this low draw. And every time, you know, I'd say one time out of 10, every time I try to hit a low draw with a five iron, I just, I just hosle rocket it. And so <laughs> I don't know if it's, you know, just that late release or, or what in my mind, but, uh, unfortunately, as I was, I was, you know, setting up towards the hole, uh, my buddy's maybe 20 yards in front of me. Uh, you know, I'm not a I'm not a great player, but I'm a pretty decent player. So he wasn't expecting any anything to go out of go out of the ordinary. But uh, I, I definitely uh, shanked one, and he was wearing uh, you know like a loose fitting wind jacket or you know wind pullover, and it it just hits him right in the back, uh, <laughs> and uh, so it hits him basically square in the kidney. And because of the because of the the loose fitting wind pullover, the ball gets caught up in the jacket, so the ball doesn't even come out. 
and he's running around in pain and he's got my ball wrapped up in his in his wind jacket and then you know finally he's he's he stops and the ball falls out and and you know you're just in shock i don't know if you've ever hit anyone before but um it was the first time i've definitely hit anyone and uh so one i'm worried if he's okay but two i'm like man what just happened you know i i, I was cruising along that round i think and and playing pretty well and and uh, so I was giving him a hard time for running away from the hole <laughs> with the ball, uh, the ball caught up in his jacket. But uh, yeah, he got a pretty nice wart, uh, like nice welt on his back. And, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, and he was okay. Uh, we had a doctor on the trip, and the doctor was was for sure that he he uh, for the rest of the trip was for sure that he was suffering from internal bleeding. Um, but the the bruise was nasty. But you know, we laugh about it now, but. You know, that's one of those things you're on this trip in Ireland and, uh, you know, a lifetime trip and you and you you put one off your buddy's back uh, with a with a shank. Uh, Man, definitely, <laughs> definitely funny. You had to have caught that that thing square on the hosel to create that much velocity. Yeah, it was it was uh, I mean, he was close. So and it was low, <laughs> you know, I was trying to hit a low draw. And yeah, he uh, yeah, he survived. I'm sure that just made you guys, your friendship much stronger, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still good buddies, and uh, he's back in Virginia. Um, but, uh, you know, be careful out there, I guess, is what I Be what careful. I yeah, a little PSA for everybody. I've never <laughs> hit I've never hit anybody, but I was in a group, uh, standing on a green, a drivable par four, uh, dog leg left, in a, in a college event and the kid, you know, we're just standing there waiting for somebody to putt out before it's our turn. And there's a kid standing there with, um, you know, your Adidas mesh shoes, right? It's, it's a, a warm day. We're walking 36. And so he's wearing these Adidas mesh, mesh, uh, top shoes and, and a ball comes flying in and it was a little breezy. And so I don't, I kind of faintly heard the four call. Um, but, the gentleman standing next to me didn't hear anything. And, and I kind of started to uh, shrug my shoulders as we do, like that's going to do anything. And, mm-hmm. and this ball, I, I catch it out of the corner of my eye and it comes in and it nails this guy right in his big toe on the, uh, oh. or on his right foot, just nails it. And, uh, and it broke his toe. It broke yeah. his, okay. it, it broke his toe. The ball uh, went dead at the pin it, it ended up going 20 feet pie, and I don't know if it's my favorite part of the story or not. The the other guy comes up, like, kind of like, did you guys see my ball? <laughs> and the guy would say, not worried if he hit anyone. The guy standing there with his broken toe almost uh, threw his bag in the lake. I mean, you could see the disdain. He's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you can ask where your ball is. And um, and we go on to the next hole. The guy finished the round on a, on a broken toe. And uh, the other guy made the putt. He made it eagle too. Oh wow! Yeah, eagle. There you go. He finished top ten. He, he <laughs> hope hope he got the guy a new pair of shoes or something. But yeah, I, I got hit in the back once when I was in a in a high school tournament once. Uh, it was from a distance though, and same thing, kind of a short par four. I was down near the green, and um, this this particular course had a bell uh, that you ring, you know, when it's clear. And we were so far in front of, we had been so far in front of the group in front of us that they, you know, I just assumed that they didn't even think anyone was there. So they hit and, um, you know, it bounced, it, the drive bounced once or twice and then hit me in the back. 
no, you know, maybe a, maybe a small bruise, but yeah, the one, the wondrous. The, it's a dangerous game, man. Tough, <laughs> tough guys, tough gals have to play this game. Uh, those are funny. Um, you know, we we got all this awesome. By the way, I can hear the ducks outside. Are they doing all right? Yeah, they're doing okay. Yeah, I love it. Uh, it adds nighttime. You know, these. Um, it's hard to imagine where somebody is right now. I just envision you. You know, out in the in the bush. I, I know you're yeah. probably not, but you're you're at home yeah. with seven ducks, and it's it's awesome. It's very visceral. Yeah, seven ducks, a dog. We got monkeys uh, that are coming in the backyard every once in a while. We got a guava tree that they that they like. So, but it's getting it's getting nighttime here. So you know, it's, we're really close to the equator. So it's um, we don't. It's about a twelve hour sunlight pretty much every day. I mean, it varies by minutes for the year. So it's six thirty five p.m. here, and uh, the ducks are getting ready to put themselves to bed and. They're asking for a little bit of food before they go to bed, but I don't like to feed them right, right, right before bed, so they'll make it. Nice. Well, it's also the start of your weekend, so we don't want to keep you too much longer. But um, you know what I don't know is is where you uh, where you grew up. Tell us a little bit about you know where you grew up. How do you uh, get this this golf bug? Yeah, so uh, I grew up in Woodbridge, Virginia. So maybe it's about an hour south of DC. Uh, down on I ninety five for those are those that are familiar. Um, I grew up actually playing ice hockey uh, my whole life. Uh, started seven or eight years old. My dad played hockey when he was a kid and got me into it. Um, and then uh, when I was uh, fourteen, fifteen, a couple of my hockey buddies started playing golf. Uh, their dads played golf or whatever. Um, and so I I started wanting to play golf and and so I took up the game late. Um, you know, about 15, started playing uh, my uncle, uh, public courses uh, in the area, Fredericksburg, you know, Woodbridge area. There's there's a lot more now than there used to be, but used to play a lot down in down in Fredericksburg at a course called Four Winds, which was which was a, which was a, a muni and, and a cheap muni. But it was a nice, nice course to learn the game. And then uh, from there, I, I decided to join my high school golf team. Uh, which wasn't too difficult. Uh, we weren't, um, you know, it's not a, it wasn't a hotbed of, of, of golf, uh, golf skill. So I was able to walk onto the high school golf team and, and from there started playing a lot more. Uh, you know, I, I, I know you played high school golf, so, you know, you start, I mean, it's six, seven days a week when you, when, you, when you're in the season and, and that really got me into it. Um, I had a great golf coach, uh, Bob Miller, uh, at my high school and, and he had a huge passion for the game. So learned it from him. And, and from there I started playing, I played uh, a little bit on the plantation junior golf tour, which was, I don't know if it's still in existence, but up and down the East coast, uh, didn't, didn't really get, I wasn't really good enough to really, you know, break into a big AJGA events or anything like that. I was usually the number one or number two on my high school golf team, but, but, you know, not nothing, nothing too crazy. It was probably at my lowest in index five or six, somewhere around there. Um, and then, you know, uh, kind of fell out with the game after after high school. Uh, I was going to college. Uh, eventually, went down to Virginia Tech to get my master's. Started playing a little bit more down there. Some beautiful courses in Southwest Virginia, uh, particularly the River Course at Virginia Tech. Pete Dye, one of my favorite. 
started playing there and then and then uh got the job uh up in dc area and so when i moved back eventually i i i joined a, a private club where i was living in reston um and started playing a lot more and you know one of the one of the things that you, i'm sure you've you've experienced but you know you get older and your friends have kids and everyone's got things going on and it's it was nice to i joined a club primarily just to have that that crew of guys that that you can walk out and play with uh on a saturday or sunday morning you know they're going to be there um not all of them or whatever but you, you know there's going to be a group to play with um which is uh which is what i have here as well but um and and that's the appeal of new club because you know you have a you have a great crew that that you can call on i mean maybe it's not every weekend but you guys particularly in the chicago area can can get a game going but and then some of the trips you guys take but so I've, I've, I've dabbled in the game a little bit here and there and, and, and lost interest, found interest, um, have a bunch of other hobbies as well that I, that I partake in. But, you know, every time just, just playing a good round of golf and having fun, uh, it's, it's hard to compare with any of my other hobbies. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I, what I've always uh, enjoyed about just your messages to the group and everything else. And, and you see this amongst a lot of our members, ambassadors, just that, that balance, you know, of other things, right? Like we all are, are yeah. busy and, and it's not like this is everything to, to, uh, to a member of a new club. There's, there's so many other more important priorities than, you know, getting out on the golf course. But when we do get on the golf course, it's just that, that appreciation and enjoyment for it. Um, and I see that with you all the time, man. I mean, you keep sharing your, uh, your photos with us. Uh, we love them. Um, your weather is typically better than, than what we have yeah, here sitting sure. in Chicago at least. So <laughs> it kind of makes us dream a little bit of, of warmer non quarantine days. And, yeah. uh, and honestly, Patrick, we're just honored to have you as an ambassador, our, our first ambassador to the great continent of Africa. So thank you for, uh, for being a part of it. You're a big part of it. I appreciate that. Yeah. You'll always, uh, all my pictures will always be green from here. Uh, beautiful weather and, you know, I, I look forward to to getting with the with the club and in person in one of these trips coming up. Uh, definitely eyeing that Sand Valley uh, Founders Cup trip if if that doesn't get impacted. Oh yeah, no, I I, <laughs> I sure hope not. I mean, it's that's one of the uh, ending celebrations, if you will, every year. It's a whole lot of fun. So we'd love we'd love to have you up there. That'd be a blast. Yeah, no problem. Um, and thanks and thanks for welcoming me. Uh, you know. Uh, golf a game the game of golf is everywhere so uh it's it's i know uh, everyone's pretty focused on where they are and the times that we're dealing with but it's a nice release even here uh with uh with the situation everyone's going through so i'm happy to share photos and i don't want i don't i don't mean to rub it in or anything like that uh there's some beautiful golf here and the weather's nice but you know, people here are going to be going through uh, a lot of like what's going on in the U.S. here pretty soon, if if not already. So, yeah, yeah. Take care of yourself. Stay well, and we'll be we'll be seeing more of you. Sounds great, man. <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. Appreciate it, man. <laughs>